0: Brian Smith here, and welcome to the Dream Path Podcast, where I try to get inside the heads of talented creatives from all over the world. My goal is to demystify and humanize the creative process, and make it accessible to everyone. Now let's jump in. Jason, welcome back to the Duocast, my friend. I'm glad to be back. So what'd you think of the Nick Cassavetes episode?
1: I thought it was a great interview. Uh, It was pretty difficult to edit, but in the end, it was well worth it. There's a lot of information there. He's he's you can tell he's a great storyteller. Got a lot of a lot of stuff to say and it really got me interested in his life and his parents' life. I went back and watched some old clips and old movie clips of John Cassavetes and I realized I'd seen him. I didn't know who that was. You know, I went back and realized I've seen some of his movies before. Just sounds like he had a very interesting upbringing.
0: Yeah, Nick, Nick has quite a story to tell in terms of his upbringing but also just his creativity and how that unfolded so organically irrespective of what his parents were doing he really went on his own path and i think that's why we came up with the title of the episode breaking the family mold because you would expect that with uh, john cassavetes as your dad and and gina Rollins as your mom that there would be a certain tendency to kind of go in that same direction in terms of indie films and he did a little bit but he he really um, blazed his own path creatively and what a storyteller he is oh my gosh so many stories i just got the sense that when we wrapped up there was probably several hours more (laughs) to to talk about and so hopefully we can schedule a uh, volume two one of these days and
1: you uh you had said that you'd felt intimidated going into it i could kind of tell why there were moments in the interview where you could tell he was just, he's not comfortable with technology, he's not comfortable doing stuff over the internet, and he kind of voiced his opinion about that a couple of times.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of freaked out because we we tried a certain recording platform at first and that didn't work out, and then I had to completely switch gears and move to a different form, which was uh, Zoom as opposed to Squadcast or Zencaster. And it was a little bit of a chaotic beginning to the interview that listeners didn't hear, thanks to your good editing skills, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. But it turned out a lot better than I feared it was going to be in terms of audio quality and also just the flow. And uh, it was nice to hear from our friend, our mutual friend, Chris Kincaid. He he listened to it and got back to me right away and said, "Hey, you know, you you prepared well for this interview. It flowed well." And he thought that we did a good job with it. So Chris, you know, who's good friends with Nick, tells us that it's a good interview. I'm satisfied that we did everything we could do to make it the best it it could be.
1: That's good to hear. And uh, thanks to Chris for helping getting that interview set up.
0: Big, big shout out to Chris Kincaid for making that happen. There's no way I would have been able to find Nick or uh, convince him to be on the podcast without Chris. Who has been best friends with him for decades now so thank you chris so how is pandemic life for you these days jason
1: (laughs) the pandemic life um you know it's still about the same where i'm still doing what i normally do i work from home try not to go out as much unless it's absolutely necessary it's I'm, i'm still doing the same
0: yeah hanging in the house hanging with the wife well, it looks like things are starting to open up throughout the country and even in washington they're talking about starting to open things up yeah uh, but i think in here in washington it's going to be really slow the way that unfolds yeah i do too what do you what do you miss most if you could have one thing just be normal just flip on a switch and it's just like there was no pandemic what would that one thing be that you're really longing for um well, you know,
1: I've never really been a big huge social gatherer, but it would be nice to have a big barbecue with family, you know, like like we did last year. It'd be nice to have a, a house full of relatives and people that we can have a meal with and have some drinks with and and maybe also be able to go normally go into a restaurant and just sit down and have a meal. That kind of a thing instead of doing takeout all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the one thing that I miss the most is, I mean, other than people Working and making a living and not going bankrupt. Of course, we all want that. that yeah, um, but in terms of like the luxuries in life or the things that we took for granted, I really wish I could go to Happy Hour on a Friday evening and uh, you know, order a, a cocktail with my wife and hang out with friends. So it's really hard to go week after week and not be able to see the same people that we're used to seeing on a regular basis and connecting with them in that way. But I think we'll get through this, and eventually we'll be able to uh, start reconnecting again.
1: Uh, another thing I miss—I haven't actually physically talked to my mom since this all started. She has COPD and compromised respiratory system, and we just made an agreement that you know we'll just kind of lay low, talk on the phone until all of this blows over. But I'd like to go over and see my mom.
0: Yeah, she uh, she is a nice lady. I I haven't talked to her in years, but. Uh, maybe once this thing kind of normalizes, we can all, like you're saying, have a barbecue and recognize in person in a celebration, your 50th birthday, which just happened.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: That sounds fun. Yeah. So how does it feel turning 50?
1: Uh, it's definitely different than turning 25, <laughs> but I, it's weird. Cause I can still remember turning 25 and that wasn't that long ago and thinking ahead. Uh, The average life expectancy of a human male is 75, so I've I've got at most probably another 25 to go, and that's not far away if you start to think about it in the concept of time. So uh, I turned 50 on the 26th of April, and being on this planet for half a century, you know, I've got to see a lot of pretty cool things, a lot of really terrible things too, but um, for the most part, it's been pretty positive. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have... The stuff that kids have today we still had like maybe eight channels on the tv a dial you know rotary phone you know those sorts of things and i can remember when all that changed i was there when all of that changed and everything went digital and the internet was born i've I've been around way before all that stuff
0: yeah it's interesting to now that we're i guess past the halfway point that's probably a fair way to say it yeah Uh, we're both past the halfway point in our lives we start to reflect on what we have seen what we've been through and then what lies ahead i'm not as down on getting old as i thought i would be when i turned 25 (laughs) because when i was 25 the thought of turning 50 was horrifying because a 50 year old is an old person (laughs) and now that i'm on the cusp of turning 50 i'm 48 i'll be 49 in november i don't feel that old i just don't feel almost 50. And I don't think that way. I still feel like I have a lot of gas you know, left in the, uh, the tank. Right. And so um, you know, the issue for me is because of the job that I have, my day job, which is representing folks in injury cases and wrongful death cases, it can all go away in an instant. I mean, we can lose everything in terms of our ability to work and to make a living. Uh, we can get killed. And, uh, and it can literally all go away, including our life. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make the most of what's happening right now. So I look at you know these as opportunities, these milestone birthdays, 50 years old or almost 50, they're opportunities to really reassess what's important, get rid of what isn't important, and really focus in on what we want to accomplish right now and in the near future, because we shouldn't be planning five, 10 years ahead. I think that's just silly, <laughs> with uh, all that can happen that we can't predict. So let's focus on the now, and the now for me is a pretty cool place, despite the pandemic. Yeah, working with you on this podcast is one of the, the true pleasures that I have in life. There's a lot of pleasures that I have, but working with you is one of them. So I just want to wish you a happy fiftieth, and peers to at least twenty-five more. But you know, let's hope for more than twenty-five. Don't be so pessimistic, man.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I feel like um, just enjoy the things in your life, you know, do the things you enjoy and be around the people that you love. And it's one day at a time, really. And if if you don't mind, I put together a few little things just to kind of give you an idea of how old I am. And if anybody wants to do research on this, I was born April 26, 1970. During that time, we were still heavily involved in the conflict in Vietnam under the Nixon administration, hmm. people are going to go, who? <laughs> um, the Beatles were on just on the verge of breaking up, which is uh, pretty important to me. I'm, I'm a big Beatles fan. So to know that I was born during that tumultuous time, you know, it, it's weird to be part of that energy, but I still listen to their music and keep it alive. Um, 1970 in April, minimum wage was $1.45 an hour. Price of gas per gallon was 36 cents. Wow. Uh, the average rent was $108 per month. I was born on a Sunday. I've been alive for 18,275 days. I have slept 16.9 years of my life, give or take. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. I know it seems weird because, uh, you know, they're based on an eight-hour day or an eight-hour sleep. I've slept 16.9 years. It's crazy. Oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, the Yeah.
1: The number one song on my birthday, April 26, 1970, was ABC by the Jackson Five. ABC. Easy as one, two, three. Um,
0: <laughs> baby, ABC.
1: <laughs> Other songs in the top 10 at that time were Let It Be by the Beatles, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum, Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon Garfunkel, and Instant Karma by John Lennon. Oh, man. Those are some great songs. Yes, great songs. I share an exact birthday with Melania Trump. Oh my gosh. She is 50 years old. Same day. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. But you're too, you're too young for her though. <laughs> you are right about that. She likes them old, <laughs> old and bloated. I also share birthdays with Channing Tatum, Kevin James, and Carol Burnett.
0: Nice. Well, you're in good company, my friend.
1: Yeah, I like uh, I like Kevin James. I've always loved Carol Burnett. I don't think I've seen much of Channing Tatum other than uh, Magic Mike.
0: Thanks for sharing those, Jason. It, it kind of puts into context your your fiftieth birthday. Um, really crystallizes, you know, how far you've come <laughs> and where you started on this earth. So thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah, I hope I didn't take over the podcast there for a second. I just wanted to kind of put it in perspective a
0: little bit. No man, I I appreciate it. These are good chats. It's really it's good to connect with you.
1: Right on, man. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so um so what are you listening to and watching these days?
1: Uh let's see. Well, I haven't really been I haven't really been watching a lot of stuff at all. Just regular TV. I'm not a big television watcher. I watch stuff on YouTube. I still haven't and probably will never watch The Tiger King. I have no idea what that is. I don't really want to know. Just, just the memes I've seen are just disturbing enough. I don't need to. I don't need to watch it. My, my brother bought a Wolfgang Eddie Van Halen style guitar this week, and he's been painting it with red and white and black stripes. He's kind of doing a little tribute guitar project, and so that got us sharing Van Halen stuff back and forth. So I've been listening to a lot of old Van Halen. I know that some people think that's cheesy '80s rock, but. You know, that's a go-to for me with 80s rock. Like, that's probably one of my favorite rock bands of all times is Van Halen. The old David Lee Roth Van Halen.
0: Nice. Yeah, David Lee Roth is an interesting character. Oh, yeah. I totally underestimated his intellect until I heard him on a couple of podcasts. And the guy's brain is just firing on all cylinders and like a million miles a minute. He's, he's just stream of consciousness. You cannot keep up with his thought process. No, but it's not. It's not just the the rantings of a crazy guy. He is really brilliant, and I think that brilliance. And I, I wasn't a huge Van Halen fan. I think the first Van Halen album I had, and maybe the only one I had, was nineteen. Was nineteen eighty four? Yeah, yeah. And the baby was smoking on the the album cover. That's correct. But David Lee Roth, I think, was really infused that band with an energy that was infectious so when you're when you're watching a music video or you're watching them live or um you're listening even just listening to the album it's hard not to get excited about whatever they're performing whatever they're singing because of his enthusiasm and it's like this guy is i mean he seemed at the time certifiably insane (laughs) and that's his, his charisma just draws you in you're like i don't know what kind of crazy this is but i just can't turn my head away and that's the way i felt about van halen and of course eddie van halen was um a genius i mean that was not in dispute at all i think uh,
1: the craziness that you talk about with david lee roth if you go back to interviews of him in the 80s unfortunately uh, most of it was fueled by cocaine and
0: alcohol yeah well um yeah i have not been Watching a lot of uh, television at all. I, I don't really watch TV, but I do watch television shows on Netflix, you know, streaming that type of thing. And just about to finish up the last season of Homeland on on Showtime. Read a a great book, or I should say, reread a great book. That has, it's been a few years since I've read it, but it's um it's called What I Talk About when I talk about running, and it's kind of a memoir about running, which sounds like mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> uh, but it's it's actually a great it's a great philosophy book on the uh, act of running, but also really a manual on how to create and stay focused with what you're creating. It's by a, a a Japanese author. His name is Haruki Murakami, and he's he's a novelist. He writes novels for the most part. But I was listening to a, a Brian Koppelman slash uh, Tim Ferriss podcast interview. A couple weeks ago, and they were talking about this book, and Brian Koppelman said he reads it once a year or so. And I was like, you know what? I haven't read this book in, in years, so I'm going to give it a go. And I did, and um, it really inspired me. And so now I'm I'm running more than I normally do, and I'm sort of motivated to um, to get better at running. So, and running is one of those things that. I I kind of hate it. It's a love-hate relationship I have because I'm terrible at running. I'm not in good shape. And so the act of running for me is painful. And I have to force myself to kind of push through that pain. But once I get through it and and it becomes easier and I start dropping weight and um, cardiovascularly, I'm getting healthier and it just becomes more pleasant every day that I do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time for me to meditate or at least... Uh, not think about the narratives that drive me nuts so much when I'm not exercising. So it's nice to just kind of get into this groove where I can uh, focus on my health and um, not all the craziness around me and my work and, and uh, the news cycle. That's that's what I've been doing these days. That sounds like a good plan. Maybe I should try it. Running? or well exercise (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i recommend that for everyone yeah it's just a it's a way to make sure that if you do get sick your body's able to deal with it you know more efficiently and and you're gonna have a better chance of uh of a good recovery if you get COVID or some other type of illness you know you want to have a good heart and you want to have not as much body fat and so i i try you know my problem is eating you know, I, I really don't have a handle on good eating habits yet, so I need to focus on that as well. Mm, me too. But uh, so what do we have coming up next, Jason?
1: Um, up next, we have a internet interview with screenwriter and actor Bob Sines.
0: Yes. Yeah. That actually went technologically better than the Nick Cassavetti's episode because there were no glitches. Um, it went smoothly from start to finish. And uh, Bob is someone that I met on a screenwriting Facebook group. He wrote a book on screenwriting called That's Not the Way It Works. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read that book. I ordered it from Amazon. And it's, it's one of the best screenwriting books I have ever read. So uh, I've, And I've read a lot of them because I have been looking for answers on, on how, to, how to do this and do it right and Bob really has a lot of practical advice for screenwriters and aspiring screenwriters because he's been in the industry for many years and he's sold a lot of screenplays. He said screenplays get made and, and produced and are now streaming on Amazon and Netflix. So, um, he's a great source of information and a really good guy. And I'm looking forward to hearing that final cut. I've not heard the, uh, the edits yet, but, uh, I imagine that you're going to work your magic and it's going to sound great. I, th- I think it's going to end up
1: sounding great too. And, um, uh- We'll
0: get to hear it next week right on Jason uh, as always thanks for being on the duo cast and recapping everything it's good to talk to you my friend thank you for the birthday wishes too. thank you I appreciate it hey thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode if so I have a favor to ask can you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave me a review your feedback is what keeps this podcast going you can also check us out on Instagram Twitter and Facebook with the handle at DreamPathPod. And as always, go find your dream path.